Patriots Monday and Friday. 93.7 WEI-FM and HD1. Lawrence, Boston. We're always live on the free Odyssey app. This hour of the Rich Keefe Show is brought to you by Northeast Men's Health with offices in Dedham, Marlboro, Woburn, and Salem, New Hampshire. Visit northeastmenshealth.com today. The Rich Keith Show. Here we go. You're now rocking with the Rich Keith Show on your radio. You're about to hear the chronicles from a topical, comical, and knowledgeable Boston sports talker. Drop it in hotter than a tropical climate. Breaking news, he supplies it, and you want the truth? Scoops Keith will find it. He's talking about all the sports. And he's also a hashtag dork. And a father of two sweet daughters. The leader of your squad for you evening marauders. And night commuters tune in and sit tight. Six to ten, more like six to midnight. Ow, the mic's hot on the Night's Watch crew. Celtics, Bruins, Pats, and Red Sox too. Doing this since the Rich Keep Project. Now we've got podcasts and Twitch stream content. KWFE on WEEI. It's the Rich Keep Show. So here's your guy. All right, welcome into a Wednesday night edition of the Rich Keefe Show here on WEEI. Fitzy is here. It's a full tang program. How are you, Fitzy? Oh, Rich, nothing like a full tang Wednesday between a couple of WEEI personalities with a whole lot to talk about around the holidays. You better believe it. Bill Belichick, apparently uh, done. Done at the end of the year. That is the uh, the scuttlebutt. And it's funny how it always works when there's like breaking news or a breaking report locally. And then, like two days later, the national media finally catches up to it. Like they don't—they might—they're not watching all the shows. They're not reading all the stuff. They're not listening to all the all the uh, the shows and the podcasts. But then, once they get it, it becomes the big thing, and it, and it circles around. So now that we've had the the current report here for a, a day and a half or so, what do you make of it? What do you make of it? Uh, Belichick, uh, Kraft made up his mind after the Germany game that at the end of the year they're going to part ways. Uh, I'm buying it. Remember the other night when I said, I really don't think Pat McAfee gave away much. I think he was just sort (laughs) of doing his job, giving him the biz, kind of, you know, just he was trumping up the moment. He was, you know, he was making something out of something bigger out of something. At this point now, given a couple extra days, there we were. Tom Kern was basically on the air when you and I were talking about Pat McAfee Mm -hmm. and and his interview slash comments with Robert Kraft Saturday in Foxborough on College Game Day. Uh have you heard, though, oh. that since then, uh, the section of the Robert Kraft interview, I got this today, uh, Alex Barth over at uh, Brand X, not X, the... Oh, for the Twitter? Twitter? New Twitter? Not that guy. No, not okay. that platform. Right. Uh, did a great job. He went in and found that in the YouTube video ESPN and College Game Day have put out on their subsequent channel, their uh, relative channels, they have cut out the Robert Kraft and Pat McAfee portion. Really? They have cut it out. Like well, oh, for Dave time? Like, they cut, cut, it, they cut it, it out for time? Yeah, no, it has been since removed. The that Pat McAfee weird. thing now, with the light shown on it by Tom E. Curran's um, opinion, yeah. as he was trying to say it was the other night, and I think we're all treating it as gospel and report, was the equivalent of somebody like a drunk uncle being at Christmas Eve dinner and just saying across the table to a, a set of parents with their kids there, like, you know, I think it's really brave of you guys just to stick it out until the new year and then split up for the kids. I mean, <laughs> yeah. hey, who wants what from Santa? 
Yeah, I don't know, man. I just so awkward. Yeah, I'm buying it. I'm, I'm I buy it. Of course What's I do. What's about to happen? We all know. Yeah. We don't have to ask. No, yeah. It's gone. Yeah, the, so that part, it's like the, like that's the, out. The, the juiciest part of the entire interview. They just they were like, "I oh, wouldn't need this. We're keep it short. Keep it short yep. on the old YouTube." Yeah, so that's definitely something. I mean, there's a lot of smoke around it, and even Robert Kraft. It wasn't like privately discussing how important the Germany game was was to him. Publicly, he had the whole sit down with Rich Eisen where he hyped the thing up. We talked about it on our show. Be like, he's really comparing this to the Super Bowl. Being like, only the Super Bowl is more important than the game in a regular season game in Germany when your team stinks. And mm-hmm. so that's you know, Robert Kraft is upset. That's where you get the sad meme of him in the big Gore-Tex jacket looking down. Uh, that might have been the moment. That might have been the moment I, right there. I think that was it, Rich. Yeah. I really believe that Jonathan, who you know had been caught on tape. And Gresh tried to lip read on it saying like, you know, it's not enough. We stink or we're just not good or whatever it was. I think the moment that dad became a meme to Jonathan, to Josh Man. and the rest of the craft boys, yeah. that's when they said he's done. I will he's say done though, this town. We're done. with. I, I, I would buy it 100 percent. A behind the scenes closed door. This meant so much to dad. And now he's been embarrassed on a global stage. And he's become a meme in his puffy coat. This sucks. Bill's done. Well, and to uh, quote the magician from Frosty the Snowman, this whole thing has been Missy, Missy, Missy. Like this is there's a month left in the season, and everybody knows that that uh, Belichick is done. And so now he and the team have to go up there and pretend like they're they're not aware of any of this and and kind of move on from it. Like it's. Uh, you know, here's part of the press conference from today. Bill Belichick was uh, talking to the, the hmm. past media. So I wanted to ask a question. Speaking, obviously, for yourself and, and your understanding, do you have an understanding that Robert will not ask you to be back next year? Yeah, I'm getting ready for Kansas City. That's what I'm doing. Just getting ready for Kansas City. So he said we're getting ready for Kansas City yeah. about three or four times today. He was asked about it a couple other times. Uh, it's hard to hear the questions. I'm not going to play the other one, but it's basically the same thing. Basically, anytime ready for Kansas City, right? As long if it wasn't a question about you know specifically the game or players on his team or even Malik Cunningham, he kind of got into Malik Cunningham a little bit. But anytime it was about his future, he's like, we're getting ready for Kansas City. And that was sort of the default. I mean, you go back a few weeks ago when things were starting to get turned up a little bit temperature-wise, and he was just all about playing, like, who they're who they're going to play and, like, what they're going to do next. And, you know, he wouldn't answer questions about – it was almost like he was being asked about, like, Mac Jones's future, right? He's like, ah, we're just getting ready for whatever. Who's the starting quarterback? We're getting ready for this. Yeah, he can, yeah, he's, he can play quarterback in this league. But now and, – and one of my questions when the when Curran's report came out was – how up to speed is Bill Belichick on all of this? Have they had that conversation? Like, I I can't imagine Robert talked to him after the Colts game and was like, hey, we're going to part ways at the end of the year. Like, I don't think that happened. Do you? Uh, I, I don't think. No, I don't think in any way, shape, or form has it been a direct sort of like, hey, Bill, just so you know, you're done here. Enjoy your final four games. And then, like, Right. You know, disappearing behind his magic Patriots wall or, you know, <laughs> slamming the door or then, you know, having someone carry him off on like the the king's the king's throne or something like, no, no, no. <laughs> like the four guys carried yeah, him out of there. On top. Huh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> See you later. Oh, yeah, I getting a lot right Robert. So uh, now, like, so now, Belichick mm-hmm. has to hear about all this stuff from other people, and we're like, so now what? Now I gotta he doesn't I- care. You saw him Saturday. He knows already. Why do you think 
He is in full. Well, I like, think he can kind of put that aside. Like he can recognize he's not going to pout during Army Navy. He's not going to pout next to Lee Corso. He's like that. Was, that was a different scene altogether. Like, mm-hmm. and, and and maybe you know, and to your point, maybe he has another job lined up. Like maybe maybe that's possible. But I mean, there's a lot of moving parts for that too. Like. If he's under contract, is Robert going to trade him? Like, are, are these other teams? Like, that's there's oh, a that's, lot of things going on there. I can't say with any certainty. I can't. Yeah. I can't source it. I I don't have anyone that spoke to me in Frankfurt that I would thus relay on an evening news program in Boston. Yeah. But what I would say is, I'd if I had to bet on it, I would say what's going to happen is going to be some high leverage, very intricate behind the scenes negotiating, conversating between. Belichick and his people, Robert Kraft, the Kraft family, his people, on how to do it gracefully the same way other long-tenured figureheads of organizations have, have departed, whether it's a press conference, yeah. whether you know, and they throw, like, Robert Kraft is not going to want Bill Belichick ghosting on Tom Brady Day in June 2024. He's not going to want Robert Kraft going somewhere else and speaking ill uh, or holding ill will toward the organization. So the best way to, to do that is probably give him his space now, give him time to negotiate a, a departure and where else he goes. They get a little compensation and then just feed the ego. And then just mm-hmm. as Bill, you've been so great. That's what this all should be about now. This all should be like, let's appreciate Bill. Let's have a final victory lap of a four games. And then we'll just absolutely tell everyone he's the greatest thing in the world. You know what I'm come surprised by? I'm surprised. And this started last week. Remember when we started to get, and I think it's, the vocal minority because it's there. It's almost unanimous that mm-hmm. he should be done at the end of the year, and nobody. I, I'm I'm certainly not saying he was never a good coach, right? Like you'll hear some say that. Like I, I I think he was the greatest coach of all time, but he's not the greatest coach right now, and he's certainly not going to be the greatest coach in 24, 25, 26. So I'm ready to move on, but we're starting to get that pushback. Started last week, then after they beat the uh, the Steelers, you're getting a little bit more. Now you're getting people like I'm listening to the shows today and you're getting, uh, well, are you sure Tom Kern's right on this? Or like, why? Like, why? I'm like, yeah, I do. I do think he's right on this. I think he's not going to just throw that out there willy nilly. Like, I don't think he got a DM like, like some of the other reporters in this town. Yeah. Like, I don't think he got a DM. I'm pretty sure he's tied in over there. And it, that that's coming from somebody or, or multiple people who would, would certainly know. And I also, I still haven't found a good reason to keep him like I'm all ears on that we've gotten a few people be like well like he's won a lot of games like right so have a mm-hmm. lot of coaches like it doesn't yeah, mean he wouldn't have uh, he wouldn't have six <laughs> rings without him that's true okay, okay fine fine great but like how do you think it's gonna go if he's still in charge of the draft and if you're picking in the top three next year or in uh in April you feel like he's gonna hit that is he gonna hit in the early second round the early third round develop these guys and then to, to what end plus and Hart brought up a good point yesterday even if they do, like, start to – say Belichick's back and they start to turn around and maybe they go from three wins to six or seven wins, mm-hmm. then you're like, all right, that's good enough to keep him again. And then it's like, all right, so now he's 73 years old now at this point? 74 by the time that, that you know, rookie quarterback in all likelihood is hitting his third year? So is that really the plan, like, for the, for the future? Like, I don't think so. See, I still think Bill Belichick can coach at a high level. It's Bill Belichick, the GM and personnel evaluator slash manager, who has damned Bill Belichick, the head coach. And you're not going to get Robert Kraft and his team to approach Bill Belichick and say, like, hey, uh, listen, uh, Gramps, you can keep the debit card, but we're taking your license. Like, <laughs> yeah. Nope. 
That's nah, not going to work. He's going to no, do it. Especially, one or the if, other. especially if Carolina or Washington's like, hey, take over. Do whatever you want here. And then he'll be like, all right, I'm going to go. Uh, so we're starting with Belichick. Is again, that has been sort of the big uh, topic for the last couple of days, and it remains the case. So uh, Bill Belichick's future. Uh, ESPN wrote about it today. Some of their national guys. Dan Graziano has an interesting couple of quotes, which we will get to. Get to your phone calls as well on this six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. And I do want to get to Yamamoto later on in the show as well. It's a full tank program. We got a lot to talk about, so you can join us. Uh, you can also hit us up on uh, Twitter and Instagram. At Rich Keefe Show. Fitzy is here for this full tank program, but right now here is Stiz with What's Trending. Your home of the Sox. Now, here's What's Trending on WEEI. Trending now, the Celtics win streak at home now at 11 straight as the Celtics beat the Cavs last night 120 to 113 at the TD Garden. Celtics trailed by 15 points in the first quarter, but had a 9 0 run late in the fourth to seal the deal. Celts will try and beat Cleveland twice in three days when the two teams meet again tomorrow night at the TD Garden, tip-off at 7.30. Bruins on the road tonight in New Jersey to face the Devils puck drop at 7.30 from the Prudential Center in Jersey. The Devils have won six of their last eight games, and the Bruins will be without Pavel Zaka and Charlie McAvoy. Patriots continue to get ready to host the Chiefs on Sunday at Gillette Stadium, kickoff at 1 p.m., Ramondre Stevenson was absent during practice today. He's still dealing with a high ankle sprain. Christian Barmore, Kayshawn Booty, Trent Brown, Devontae Parker, Demario Douglas, and Juju Smith-Schuster were all on limited participation. I'm Stiz. That's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. More Rich Keefe Show coming right up. You can stream the show or listen on demand anytime. Just download the Odyssey app. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. Say W-E-E-I's a favorite and listen wherever you go. Now, more of the Rich Keefe Show on W-E-E-I. Back here on the Rich Keefe Show with Fitzy W-E-E-I. It's a full-time program and we're starting with Bill Belichick. As you can guess, Bill Belichick, who is, quote, getting ready for Kansas City. Chiefs come to town on uh, Sunday, not Monday. Sunday, 1 o'clock. Mistake. Yeah, it turns out it's a massive mistake, considering everybody's talking about the future of Bill Belichick. The mm-hmm. Kansas City Chiefs are teetering right now. Uh, and Taylor ropes. Swift's going to be there. So, I, I, What else do you need? You literally have. Now you got Drew Locke versus the Eagles on Monday night. Oh, man, can't wait. <laughs> Can't wait the stumbling, bumbling egos of Philadelphia against the Sea Chickens coming in with Drew Locke, the 54th quarterback of the NFL season. I, like In the end, I can see why they thought they should do it, but to have that be the first flex out when you could have had so many eyeballs on Monday Night Football, talking Belichick, talking Mahomes, Andy Reid, Tay-Tay, come on. Yeah, it's nuts. I, mean, I would have just, I mean, if you have Patrick Mahomes, just leave it. Right. And then the fact that he just threw a fit and, you know, they lost and he's all freaking out like that adds to it. But they they won the whole thing last year. That team should never be flexed out. And then all of a sudden over the over, like since the moment they flexed them out, the Patriots have become one of the more interesting teams in the league. So all of a sudden in the last yeah. 10 days, the Pats, the interest level in the Pats yeah. skyrocketed. I wouldn't say it's back to where it was five years ago, but it's certainly where it was. Before this season, no. and Rich, and it's for completely different reasons, but it's uh, but it's yeah, still it's one matter. of the it's one of the bigger stories in the NFL right now is Bill. Belichick. A click is a click is a click, yep, no and doubt. a when the Pats win on Sunday, my God, is Fox going to be so lucky and ESPN kicking themselves? 
And two, listen, this Belichick story, it was on the national morning news programs. And you know my rule. If Stephanopoulos is talking about it, that's what the people are talking about. Oh, yeah. You better it was believe on Good it. Morning America. That's, listen, people still if watch that program. If the knob is on it, yeah. come on. You better believe it. So Dan Graziano for ESPN wrote a story, and uh, he's got some quotes in there. And here we go. Quote, whether it's team owner Robert Kraft's decision to move on, Belichick's decision to step away, or a mutual decision between the two parties, there is a growing belief around the NFL that someone besides Belichick will be coaching the team in 2024. Uh, then he also gets into this thing about you know some of the other coaches, the you know Hall of Fame coaches that left uh, their teams and sort of how that came to an end. Uh, and he, he references uh, Don Shula and even Tom Coughlin with uh, the Giants. And he says, quote, each announcement was accompanied by at least some attempts by the team to honor the man's accomplishments rather than just unceremoniously boot him out the door. This is my expectation for what happens at the end of the season in New England based on multiple conversations with people in and around the building. Make no mistake, it's ugly there right now. People I've spoken to with the organization paint a miserable picture. Yeah, it should be miserable yeah. here right now. They're three and ten. They're three and ten. They were the second team eliminated from playoff contention when thirty other teams, according to all the big boards I see on NFL Network and ESPN and Pat McAfee and beyond, you know, highlight like oh, thirty teams are still in it. Oh, who are the two eliminated? Panthers and the Patriots. Yeah, Patriots are eliminated. They are dead last in the conference, and there's like a two game gap between them. And the next worst team in the conference. But what's different is like this is it for Bill. Like this is it's not like one of those, it's not like a bad year and there's a lot of other things you can blame it on and whatever else. And like you know he's coming back. Like, no, they, like he's gone. Like that's that's it. And it's gotten out early. That's what we, we were saying this after like game six. How how bad the game how bad the the games were and what the record was, and you're like there's 11 more of these <laughs> like whatever like oh there's eight more of these like even now it's like you just kind of need the season to be over they can quote unquote part ways however they want to do it like Graziano lays it out like there's different ways you can do it and that's what I think was important too about Curran's phrasing because a lot of people's knee-jerk reactions they're not gonna fire Bill he didn't say he didn't say he's gonna fire Bill now that's a possibility. That's one of the options. On. They're going to move on. They're going to part ways. Different. They're yes. parting ways. They're moving on. Yep. They didn't fire. If Rich, if Robert Kraft was going to fire him, yes, either on the airplane on the way back from Germany oh or yeah. in the locker room hmm? after the Saints game, in front either of the one team. of those. Yeah, just like you, you know, you I know what you did. To see this. Get in here. Gather around. Get in here. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah, it would have been, but obviously he's way too classy for that. But more importantly, yeah. Bill Belichick has done enough, has earned it, the right to be able to, to leave much more ceremoniously than just being ignominiously fired in the middle of a freaking football yeah, season. Yeah, that's, that's the problem with how off the rails this season went and how bad they've been and how, how bad they've been for so long is this isn't a hey, this is kind of teetering this way, and then the season ends this Sunday, and then they make the decision on Monday, or, or at least the announcement on Monday, and you're like, oh, wow, like, okay, there you go. Instead, Bill's going to have to answer questions for the next five weeks about if he's talked to Robert about next season, does he want to coach, like all this other stuff. Uh, and it's ugly, and that's what Graziano points out. It's miserable right now. And then that's why, and like, 
if your eyes are open on this, it's clearly ugly and miserable down there. And then at the end of the mm-hmm. year, they're going to come up with some weird fangled way of being like the greatest coach of all time is like, you know, we've chosen together to part ways. You're like, there's never been a mutual parting of the ways in any relationship in the history, right? It's like in well, the best, you know, it, yeah. you know, someone's got to say it's in the best interest of the football team. Right. That's what and oh, that's, for sure. Oh, God, no. I mean, like going back to the Tom Coughlin one. He disagreed. He was all mad. He didn't even shake the Giants majority owner's hand, just blew by him there. Like, it's not like like, there's going to be a handshake and a hug. Thanks so much for telling me I'm not good enough to do what I've been doing for you for a quarter century. Tell me I need to take my business elsewhere that you think you'll be better served with someone else doing my job. Me, the guy that took you to nine Super Bowls and won six. And Rich, no one next year, in my estimation, nobody next year is going to just like fly in and all of a sudden turn the ship around and make us all say, why'd you wait so long? What took you so long? It's going to take a while. You don't just jump up from the table after major surgery ready to play the games. No, the best, absolute best hope you have or best chance you have is a D'Amico Ryan, CJ Stroud year one. That's, That's the best thing. And that team may or may not even make the playoffs, but just going from... Three win like they were a toilet trash team a year ago. Lovey Smith won the last game of the season, going making them from the worst they record to have the been second a two win team. You're right, right, and they win that game. They get the two pick. It worked out though because apparently the franchise would have taken Bryce Young and not Stroud. But like that kind of hope, that kind of leap that Caleb Williams or Drake May is who you end up with, and then the next coach, whoever that is. And they kind of, you know, shock the system a little bit. But even though, I mean, that's very unlikely. Like that. Can just, I get Jaden Daniels? Why is Drake made the second over? Like that. That should change. It might. I think that's going to change. I think it's going to change by draft. Yeah. I mean, I know we have Seven, five one, months, two, three, four, five. four and a half months now. We should start the promos now, though, for that draft show. Although again, I get them on the air. It's a little bit of a hang up with the Sox. They play both nights of the draft. Or both days of the draft. I think there's like not there's no time yet on the Thursday game. Do so we uh, do other game. radio stations in town carry a spare AM frequency for nights just such as like that? I think they. I think they just might. I mean, there's a reason why they, we have two, and the others don't. I think they just might. All right, let's go to the phones here on this talking Belichick to start the program today. Dave's in the car. What's up, Dave? Hey, Rich Fitzy Stiz. Good evening and happy holidays. Yes, you, you, you as, well. as well. I was. Uh, Thank you. I was thinking about, like, the untalked-about angle of this whole thing is Jonathan Kraft. Like, he's the guy that signed an agreement on this beautiful home, and he's watching the prior owners get evicted and take a blowtorch to the thing. I mean, he's inheriting a horrible team, worst team in the division, arguably the worst team in the conference, and really nobody to build on. And we've gone from, you know, the team that we knew for the past 20 years to this. And he's sitting back just kind of waiting to take over, and he's probably, like, got a crying room set up in his mansion that he goes to every Sunday night now. It just screams. Just screams into, a, rage a, into a pillow, yeah. If uh, I had that kind of money, I'd have a rage room. Rage room would be good, yeah. It'd be very helpful. Yeah, you do whatever you want. You break stuff, buy yeah, expensive like, stuff, break yeah, stuff. Those rooms that you get to, like, smash, smash TVs. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. Play a little bit of biscuit, go in there. Just yeah, Stiz, like, when we were on AAF, I used to always say, like, the building should have had a rage room just so you could have, like, just, just gone in mind. there and just busted stuff up and just felt better. It ended it, up so. being the AAF studios. Yeah, yeah. I, I, honestly, it up... <laughs> Nick would have broke the rage room. <laughs> I would have. Yeah, well, that's all right. You build, Listen, you build, it, up, you build so many... it up, build it up, build it up, and then you let it out, right? There's only so many times you can play Enter Sandman or War Pigs a week. <laughs> no, Black Betty. I do, like, black war, I do like War Pigs. 
Black Betty. It was like a UNH hockey game playing uh, yeah. Black Betty. Oh, Ramalam. But I mean, I so Jonathan Kraft. I think both Jonathan and Robert are extremely frustrated with how things have gone. But I don't. They they certainly. This does go back to Brady, not to bring up Brady all the time, but it goes back to choosing Bill over Brady at the time that they did, and then they kind of were forced at that point to see it out. You couldn't have given up on Bill one or two years after that. Then then the Brady thing looks even worse. And so they probably thought because 2021, there was that blip, like a little sign of life in 2021 when you made the playoffs. So then you're like, all right, like he's sticking around. But then since then, I can't really – pinpoint too many good decisions outside of drafting Christian Gonzalez like overall in two full years yeah I mean the guys are still showing up for him though Uh, the defense they did against Pittsburgh I mean Dallas and New Orleans there it was back-to-back no-shows and then you lost to Brian Hoyer you lost to well the offense absolutely just killed them especially True. true I mean in all of these games going back to going back to what Belichick said Monday on the Greg Hill show, and then subsequently at his Monday presser about the play of Bailey Zappi, how many times did he mention in uh, both in, both interviews how important it was to not be turning the ball over oh, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. turnover management and not giving the other team more chances vis-a-vis Reed, hey, at least Bailey Zappi didn't pull a Mac Jones and compromise the game for us and put us behind the eight ball time and time again, or give the other team a free six points. But it's also another excuse that has been out there for Belichick. It's like, oh, well, Mac Jones sucks. Like, well, what are you going to do with Mac Jones? It's like, all right, so the guy who drafted Mac Jones, the guy who played Mac Jones, and the guy who stayed with Mac Jones. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. However you want to slice it up, Bill right. deserves blame for identifying the wrong guy or just sticking with him to this point. Like, last year, there might have been more of a time. Like, when Bailey Zappi had, had a higher percentage of good football than Mac Jones did last year, I don't know why there wasn't a change or more playing time for Zappi a year ago. We all saw it. And it was like, wow, the Browns have bad defense. The Lions have bad defense. It's like, well, Mac Jones doesn't matter who he's playing against. He wasn't doing much. He had a couple of good games last year. This year, how can you bench a guy four times and then keep sticking with it? He starts every game. And then until finally you take him out and you go with Zappi, he does show a little sign of life. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, see if you had him all along. Well, whose choice is it? And then there's like this, the theory that, well, Robert Kraft's actually the one who drafted him, and Robert Kraft's actually the one that is sticking with him. Well, then at this point, if Bill Belichick can't override Robert Kraft, then nobody will. Then nobody will. So the next head coach will come in here, and Robert Kraft can pick all the players then. Apparently he's Jerry Jones all of a sudden. I don't think he's going to, I don't think he's going to get as involved next time around. I think whatever coach comes in, not that that person's going to have any you know, any ability to say, hey, you know, Robert, appreciate this. Uh, if you could just back up and let me do my job, that would be great. Like, oh, sure, of course. You know, what have I done but just uh, shepherd the model franchise yeah. in the NFL for the past 30 years? Of course, there's a, there's a chance. I mean, would you say the did Robert Kraft help draft and or insist upon the insertion of Mac Jones into the starting lineup conspiracy is now going to join the great pantheon of why did Belichick hire Patricia? Why didn't Malcolm Butler Free. start? That, well, well, there's a few different ideas on that one. But I, oh, yeah. I, like, I, I do think... Not free coaches. God. I do Go think... Th- no, no, that's outrageous, too. I, I do think that Robert Kraft was like, hey, uh, what's our plan at quarterback? And I think it would make sense if we drafted a quarterback. But mm-hmm. I don't think he was, like, scouting uh, Mac Jones. Like, remember that old image of uh, Robert Kraft with the stopwatch for Tabucky Jones? Like, I don't think I don't think he's doing that anymore. I think he learned his lesson with Parcells, like, uh, how all that works out. So I don't think he was doing that. I think he did obviously say, hey, quarterback seems important. 
Uh, I still don't know how important Bill thinks the quarterback position is, as evidenced once again this week. A guy who was the backup quarterback for multiple games this year was just plucked off your team and signed by it. Mm-hmm. By it. They just took him. You got nothing for him, and uh, he's just no, gone. No, you paid to draft. You you paid to draft him. Uh, it, or sign well, like undrafted free agent, but yeah, he was yep. one of the guys you, you get a lot of money. For, as, yeah. yeah, as long as far as Udfas go, two hundred thousand dollars is pretty good money. Yeah, sure. And then you work with him and you help develop him, and just when the time is right, <laughs> the team where he's a perfect fit <laughs> reaches out and yeah. says, "Hey, you know what? We'll take that. Thanks." And Yoink. now Bailey Zappi needs to stay healthy for six consecutive games. Otherwise, the guy that you bench, the guy that you ruined, the guy that everybody's like, "Oh, he's toast." Has to go back in. Like, they, like who else would it be? Like, Mac Jones might play again this year. Great. Can't <laughs> wait to. I mean, just when people are starting to feel good about the games or at least interested enough to watch the rest of the way. And I'm a, I'm, I'll, I'll tell you straight up, my interest level in the rest of this season has increased significantly because of the potential for Bill Belichick departing to see if the, if the Patriots can possibly replicate any even 50% of what they were able to generate on offense in the first half against the Steelers. I would love to see that because that was legitimately exciting football. And as far as Malik Cunningham goes, look, the kid is the kid is far more elite athlete than he is ball player at this point. But it makes sense that Baltimore would reach out and say, you know, you're basically store brand Lamar Jackson. Oh, it's a great spot school. It makes all the sense in the world. But Belichick saying today at his Wednesday midweek presser, aside from I'm just working on Kansas City 500 times, to say, you know, we tried to convince him to stay, but yeah, they put the what? pitch on him about quarterback. So that, that that just means they see him as an athlete more so than the Ravens what see was him the as a pitch? quarterback. Honestly, what was the pitch? Like, hey, hey we, we're the ones that signed you. sucks, huh? Yeah, right. Like, hey, remember when we made you active, uh, but that didn't play you in the game that we got shut out? Like, we had no place for you then. But uh, Isn't that fun. Yeah, go play like and just be a, a Lamar Jackson shadow. He's like, yeah, I'll do that. And oh, by the That's way, fun. on a good team, like maybe mm-hmm. the best team in the conference. Like, oh, I'll I do that. Go, might go to the Super Bowl as opposed to <laughs> not Patriot place. <laughs> uh, so, even though the report is that Robert Kraft made up his mind and they're going to part ways with Bill Belichick, people have the right to change their mind. Do you think mm-hmm. there is any way, anything that can be done? Not necessarily. Maybe it's wins and losses. Maybe it's just something else that could convince Robert Kraft to do a one eighty and keep Bill for next year. Yeah, a winning streak. So you think he could react like if they beat Kansas City or maybe even you know end the year with a win over the Jets, like as meaningless as that Jets win may Not end up being? Not just the Jets, no. The, but like the, if I you mean, win two out of these four? Uh, if they win three out of these four games, I think that a conversation could be had. Man. If they somehow magically win all of them, just, I mean, I'm just... Yeah, yeah, no, just for the sake of this. Yeah, why, what the hell? So if they go, if they win out, that would put them at 7-10, and 10, mm-hmm. including a win, including sweeping Josh Allen and the Bills and beating Patrick <laughs> Mahomes. Finishing off against the Jets, going to Denver with Denver, at Denver nipping at the heels yeah. of the Chiefs on Christmas Eve, likely to be another national audience. Super excited for the Six Rings post game show at eleven thirty as Santa Claus is making his that's way true. across the night sky. At this point, you know what? If we're if we're doing hypotheticals here, and that's what most of the show is, uh, mm-hmm. if, if Bailey Zappi mm-hmm. beats Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, Josh Allen, and Aaron Rodgers. 
then yeah, maybe you keep Bill. Maybe Bailey Zappi is the starter, and you can you don't have to draft a quarterback if he does, if he does all that. It'll be more than a Christmas miracle yeah, right, and right, a New right. Year's wish. It'll be give the man his extension yeah. immediately, right there Sign on the up. field. Sign how about this? Up. How about this? So you could have Robert Kraft if the Patriots were to somehow like win three out of four or go four for four, and Kraft suddenly is like, oh, maybe I should really should like put Bill. You know, I I. I meddled in the Mac Jones quarterback affair. He got got the guy that he released and came back in and motivated the whole team as undermanned as they were. How about this? Yeah. How about on January 7th, the day that they played the Jets? Let's say Belichick has won three in a row. It's the day after January 6th. Belichick beats the Jets and locks himself in the stadium. Gets a bunch of marauders and guys dressed in crazy Patriots yep. uniforms. And they're like, we're staying. He's going nowhere. No, we got to keep him. freaking leaving. We got to keep him. Yeah. He's going nowhere. Yeah. Oh, my God. Then they bring back a very similar roster. And they're like, hey, let's just going to run it back. We just <laughs> we screwed up the one quarterback thing. Other than that, we were pretty good. Like, oh, my God. That Bill, you're going to have to leave. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> uh, let's go to David in the car. He's next up on Belichick. What do you got, David? Hey, good evening, Rich. So, Rich, if you remember yesterday, I called, and I'm picking the pages to win. And I'll tell you guys why. So, Belichick bringing in Zappi. He knows that he has a better chance of winning than Mac because what was going on with Mac. This is Belichick's way of they're going to win out most likely, maybe lose one game. You're and out of your mind. You're out of your mind. This is just this was no, a hypothetical. And, and There's no, no chance in out. hell that they win out. out. Okay. No, not win out completely, but but well, win that's what you games. just said. You and just no, said they're going to win out. And then I, I then now you're out, now you're off of that after two seconds. Maybe one. No. No. So hit me out. So with a possibility, this is. Belichick's way in a nice way is sticking it to the Patriots by messing up their number one draft that they need. And the other thing that I that I got to say is, well, then why did he make the switch earlier? Then I, I I think there's something else there that we don't know, okay, and we great. all wish we did. Okay. There's, there's a reason there, obviously. But the other thing is, all the coaches got to go. That's Mayo and everybody. If Belichick goes, you got to clean house. You got to bring in all new staff. Yeah, I agree with that. If I I don't want. Gerard Mayo or Bill O'Brien. Like if you're gonna if you're gonna move on, let's do the whole thing. And then don't bring in like keep Mayo and then like Mayo and O'Brien feels like a worse idea oh. than, than Belichick oh, coming sounds like back. A, sounds like the worst weekend show ever on EEF. <laughs> I don't want that. No, I want, no, I want and, something else. And who published today something about that there's some a little second guessing internally, like they weren't fully reporting it, but there seemed to be some informed speculation. Maybe this was another Graziano piece today about, yeah, you know, hey, the Bell, uh, Kraft is going to have to be sold on, on how good the offense is going to be and what the plan is, and it's not a, it just, it's not an absolute guarantee that Mayo's getting the gig. So, yeah, no, I know. I mean, there's a lot of questions there for sure. Uh, you can join us six one seven 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 nine seven nine three seven. Try to win some money in the bet du jour coming up next year on WEI. Watch the show anytime via our live stream on Twitch. Just go to twitch.tv slash Boston WEEI. And check out WEEI on YouTube for our video on demand content updated daily. Now, more of the Rich Keefe Show on WEEI. Back here at the Rich Keefe Show with Fitzy WEEI. It's a full tank program as we take it up until 10 o'clock. You can hit us up. Uh, throughout the night, 617-779-7937. We're on Twitter and Instagram, at Rich Keefe Show. You can also watch the program on Twitch. Just follow WEI. You get all the shows from 6A all the way up until 10P. Time now for our bet du jour. What is that? Great question. It's the bet of the day. 
where we try to find you a winner out there, NBA, NHL, or whatever else you got here on a Wednesday night. Fitzy, where are you going? You know what? I'll take it to a place I've had more luck than the NFL recently. I'll go to the NBA. I'll tell you, a team I was mighty impressed by when it came to the in-season tournament, that would be those Indiana Pacers. Sure. They, I mean, from out of nowhere, just entering the chat, making some news and some noise on the national scene. Tonight, they are in Milwaukee at the Serve Arena, taking on the Bucks. Give me the Pacers getting six and a half points in Milwaukee tonight to one up on and make good on all the buzz that they drew their way after the in-season tournament. I like that one. Okay, very good. Yeah, Tyrese Halliburton has been like an MVP caliber uh, player. Been, that guy yeah. has been awesome. Yeah, he's been he's been pretty incredible. I'm going to go yeah. to the NHL. The Boston Bruins are back in action tonight, uh, mm-hmm. 730. And because of maybe some of the injuries and they're on the road, they're actually dogs tonight. So you can take Bruins' money line. Get him at plus 105. So I will do that very much. Thank you. Bruins at Devils tonight. Give me a B's money line. Stiz? That's funny because that's where I was going to go, Rich. Right. Thank God I had a backup. I'm going to take <laughs> uh, Jake. I don't, yeah. Thank what God. will we have done? Thank God. Uh, I'm going to take Jake DeBrusque, shots on goal, over two and a half. All right. Two and a half, sh- over two and a half shots for Jake DeBrusque. That's right. You got uh, McAvoy out, Pavel Zaka out. Yeah. Yeah, a little banged up, a little bit banged up, but I'll still, I'll still take him there. I still feel, I still feel all right about it. Uh, circling back to Belichick, because uh, coming up at 7, we'll get to Yamamoto and the, the baseball free agency and what the Red Sox have or have not, really have not done. No, uh, they have not. <laughs> but since this season has, has come to an end. But um, what do you think of the questioning to Belichick now as far as his future is concerned? I, to me, it's fair game. Like it's it's out there. This isn't like wild speculation in my mind. And I think at these press conference settings, even though you know what the answer is likely going to be coming from Bill, I think it still needs to be asked. It does. As a matter of fact, during the break, I was just perusing the X platform, yeah. and there was a great exchange between our pal Andrew Callahan and a reader who said to him today, like, oh, "Yeah, great question to Belichick. What do you?" What would you expect he was going to say? Oh, here it is right here. Someone replied, Outlaw Torn 33. Oh, man, one of the best follows there is. What did you (laughs) honestly think he was going to say? And Callahan wrote back, In a press conference, my job is to ask pertinent questions on fans' behalf. You never know what another person will say until you ask. And if Belichick deflects, he deflects. But then that's on him, and it beats silence, which would mean I didn't do my job and the fans lose. I think it has to be asked. I think it was good that it was asked. And I do also think that 90% of the time, maybe even 95% of the time, we can guess what Belichick's answers are going to be. But there's that 5 to 10% where you're like, oh, I'll never forget. We were doing uh, when one, one of the Seth Wickersham articles came out. And had all kinds of stuff so in there. So many to choose from. There were so many, right? But there was, that was when a lot of people chose not to believe it at the time. And then as time went on, you're like, oh, yeah, no, maybe there was. Oh, you mean Wicker Scam, <laughs> yeah, the Wicker... guy who made everything up? Wicker, yep, Wicker Sham. Uh, and he, we brought it up to Bill. And I think before we could even, uh, this is back when I was interviewing Bill Bragg. And uh, he got he got Dale in uh, a forced chokehold. <laughs> he, he stormed out. <laughs> no, he before we could even answer it. He like jumped in and he called it fake news. Like he he was the one he like he was like oh anonymous sources and fake news. Like he was ve- very well aware of it. Whether he read the whole article or was just briefed on what was in there, 
he was ready to go and he wanted to answer it. And I was surprised because going in, I'm like, well, we have to ask because it's the, it's the topic du jour. And uh, we got to ask him and he's probably just going to bat it away, say that they're getting ready for the whoever the opponent was that week and move on. But he didn't. So you never know. And so that's why, like, this was Callahan's back and forth today. Well, I wanted to ask you a question. Speaking, obviously, for yourself and, and your understanding, do you have an understanding that Robert will not ask you to be back next year? Yeah, get ready for Kansas City. That's what I'm doing. So that might be the answer for the next three or four weeks. That might not be the answer for the next three or four weeks. So it's at least just, worth uh, asking. Just insert a different team name. <laughs> get and ready for Denver. Straight, yeah. Right? Getting ready for get, Buffalo. Got or just it. have Great. AI do it. Just like getting ready for Denver. <laughs> Um, yeah. getting, we are traveling to yeah. Buffalo. Yep. But think about this. If all of the reporters are browbeaten into fatigue by Belichick and they don't ask the questions or they're afraid of his response or they're even like predicting that they know what he's going to say, you know what we have? State-run media. I was going to say, then forget and, it. They don't even, you don't even have to do it. You don't have to go. It's North Korean. It, right. Don't even bother showing up. It's North Korean media. Just basically... Send us info sheets and there'll be no engagement, no interviews and whatever else. Why don't Belichick to come out and tell us he shot a 27 when he played 18 <laughs> today at Blue Hills? Is he Hawkeye? My God. Uh, how about this? A qu- instant reaction to one of the bets du jour. It's Kelvin in Methuen. Kelvin, what do you have? Don't take Indiana. They beat the Bucks <laughs> the last two times. And Lillard just said he's going to destroy that kid. You saw the last game, what he did to Lillard during the time clock? Oh, don't yeah. What, wasn't that great, Indiana. though? All right. Very good, Calvin. So basically, he said 50, don't bet, don't, you don't bet your bet. That's what he's saying. Yeah, because Halliburton did Dame time. I know. Which Hall- is ballsy. Dude, Halliburton's awesome. I like. I mean, I love Lillard, too. You love a guy with stones like I that. I do. Don't you? Yes, I do. And I think, uh, you know, could Indiana, I mean, to me, they're still the top two teams in the Eastern Conference. I don't even, I don't include uh, Philly in that. I think it's Boston and Milwaukee. I know Orlando's having a great year. That's sort of a fun upstart team. And then I like Indiana because of Halliburton. And, like, they might be kind of frisky, fun playoff teams. But, you know, I, I still don't take them all that seriously, you know, when it gets down to it. I like the instant reaction to a bet. Right I do, here. too. He's like, no, he's like, no, no, no. Don't take the, don't take the Pacers. So now we're going to watch that one. So now Fitzy's not only betting against, you know, the, the bookmakers out there. He's also betting against Kelvin and Methuen. That is a direct <laughs> shot. Me and Methuen, we've, we've yep. got a history. Beef. Beef right there. All right, you can join the show, 617-779-7937. One hour down, three hours to go. Yamamoto still out there. He's meeting with teams. There was a new detail uh, involving his meeting with the Dodgers. And I'll tell you, as a Red Sox fan, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. So we'll get into that coming up next year on WEI.